0: have you back got some breaking news coming out of the nfl melvin gordon the former badger has reached an agreement and a one-year deal worth up to 3.1 million now with the ravens the ravens melvin gordon going to the ravens the former badger off to baltimore so ravens you know between uh, jk dobbins and um you know paying Lamar Jackson bringing in obj trying to stockpile that uh that running back room bringing in Melvin Gordon hoping he's got something left in that tank they're trying to they're, they're, they're trying to win and win now they're trying to do everything they can to stay up with and or catch or overtake uh, Cincinnati in that division so there you go uh by the way Campbell Walker has agreed to a deal with a European club in AS Monaco just throwing it out there. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, Devondre Campbell putting out just a couple of minutes ago said, uh, when I first signed with the Green Bay Packers, everybody was calling me Zadarius, And he's a great player, but I'm my own person with my own identity. So imagine how that made me feel. Just because we play football doesn't mean we don't have feelings and emotions. Interesting look into the, into Devondre Campbell, huh? Just scrolling through a little bit here today, some of the stuff that's out there. So anyway, that's some of the breaking news that there is coming up here in about uh, ten minutes. We're going to ch- talk with AJ Bioport, um, and uh, he is the reporter from CBS fifty eight that we had talked a little bit about yesterday, who got the quote from some of the older people in Milwaukee who said absolutely positively nobody is, or no one, we they don't want any money to go to the Brewers for this, this stadium issue. So we're going to talk with him a little bit about that coming up here in a little bit. He's the one that had that story. So we'll we'll talk with him. So good stuff there as well. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That is the phone number. If you want to call and let your voice be heard, do it. We would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also track us down on uh, Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Wisco Grant as well. Uh Grant, have you noticed that Twitter is nothing more than a newsbreaker now and that's pretty much it, that discussions have fallen off on Twitter? Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot
1: of bots. Uh yeah. I, it's it's a weird I spend way too much time on Twitter, so I probably notice things that most people don't or most people don't care about. Um but, yeah, it's a lot of news, and that's about it. That's okay. I don't need to have back-and-forth exchanges with people for minutes and, and hours on end. That's okay.
0: It's weird because I use Twitter more so in football season. Uh, I'll tweet during the game. That's how I interact with a lot of people. And I'm wondering if it should be still the same. If I, is, is Twitter still a place to be? Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I don't think there's another place to be right now. So, yeah. Yeah, by process of elimination, Twitter is the place to be.
0: Right. So I'm just kind of kind of wondering. I mean, I know Instagram has become more, uh, is now uh, kind of, for anybody 35 and under, it's more their standard. Uh, Facebook is still the largest gathering place in the world. Uh, whether people want to admit it or not, it just is, just by sheer numbers. Uh, but Twitter is the place that a lot of people break news. Um. It's interesting because – and, you know, when you start to read stories, how much of actual news media gathering now is Twitter? It's breaking on Twitter. Somebody put something out. And then it's reaction on Twitter. You know, look at what happened with Saquon Barkley. And then all of a sudden the news of the day started to be voices being heard via Twitter over Instagram uh, about other running backs talking about the devaluing market for running backs. And that was all tweets so it's just it it still seems to be the place to go it just seems like Twitter is is in the last year and a half has changed. Maybe it was when Elon Musk took it over. I don't know why that would, you know, have a massive impact, but you know, I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it became a political thing, but uh really kind of strange that it's kind of fallen off the way it had because for a long time it was all about, you know, how many followers and clicks you could get. Now it's like I I really don't care. You can follow me there, and I do tweet uh, every now and then. I'm not one of those people that, you know, tweets 30 times a day. I just I don't do that. In the football season, you know, at, at the games I will. I'll break stuff down that way. But I'm not somebody that tweets a ton. Never have. Um, so, anyway, uh, it's just a weird thing along the way. Uh, by the way, speaking of Twitter, I don't know if anybody saw it or not, but uh, John Rahm on British television. British's version of Peacock, uh, they had a microphone on him when he went on the F-bomb rant. <laughs> so he's having a frustrating uh, uh, you know, few days over there in Royal Liverpool uh, for the Open Championship. But, uh, yeah, they did not realize that he – or he did not realize that he was that mic'd up live. And they had him covered and decided to drop more than a few F-bombs. So people – People in Liverpool are aghast that John Rahm did that. How dare he so. violate yeah, this know, historic right? event? Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's pretty funny. Makes me giggle. Hey, look, it's it's like whenever you you mic somebody up, you, what you're looking for is raw emotion. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for strategy, emotion, insight. What's going on? And then when you get an f bomb and people go, "Oh my god, I can't believe that!" It's like this is this, this is. You mic the guy up. You want to know what's going on. You want to hear everything he does, says, thinks. You know, and a lot of people aren't clean. The, the, this isn't Disney, for God's sakes. You know? Nobody nobody walks around like that. So you, you get what you get. And so at the very end, when you're like, I can't believe that happened, it's like, well, then you're the stupidest person on the planet. It has to be. Um William says, uh, hey, guys, uh, great discussion earlier with Brett Spielberger about the division. I still feel that the Lions are going to be the team to beat. Should we be chasing the Lions and paying attention to them or paying attention to the Minnesota Vikings? Your thoughts, William, whoever's ahead of you, you just got to win games. It's it's never been. Football is a different animal. It's not like baseball where you're trying to pay attention and keep up with X. You know, you look at the team that you believe is going to win the division. and You try to beat them. You try to just hang with them. Like right now, remember I told you earlier, Reds fans were saying, screw Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh doesn't matter, they're going to fade. They always do. Right now you need to keep up with Milwaukee. That's That's what they. That's, that was the prize. That's what they kept their sights on, what Milwaukee was doing, because they knew Pittsburgh was going to falter. So that's kind of who you chase. In the NFL, it's week to week. You don't have enough time to sit down and say, we're going to focus on this team. Your job is week to week, win. That's it. So, to pay attention to a particular team, eh, you pay attention to the division. You know, you just watch your wins and losses. You know you got to get to at least nine wins to have any shot at getting into the postseason. And to win the division, certainly, you want to, you know, you want to be able to to, to to win more games than everybody else in the division, but you're not specifically paying attention to one team or the other. You know, you know there's certain things that, you know, the Minnesota Vikings are going to be good, the Lions are going to be good. So, when they lose, certainly you want to take advantage of that. Absolutely. You pay attention to it, but it's not like you're chasing a specific team. You don't chase anybody until you get to December. Once you get to December, maybe you're looking either over your shoulder or looking at the team ahead of you. You're starting to figure out wild card and or playoff scenarios. But beyond that, it's not like baseball, not like baseball at all you got to watch your own bobber. You know, you want to take a, yep. you know,
1: take a peek at the division and and the standings and of course keep up to date with what's around you, but when you start chasing other teams or or building your roster specifically to beat one team or another, that's when you get into trouble.
0: Yep. 100%. 100%. Uh, Bucky says, "I love the Badger talk. Do you really feel that the Badgers could go undefeated this year?" Bucky, I said that as a hypothetical. Please do not quote me on that. Please do not come out and say you know, Bill Michael said that uh, the Badgers' expectations should be an undefeated season. No. What I said was how cool it would be if they had not sustained a loss by the time they face Ohio State. And even if they lose to Ohio State, it would be a competitive game to make you go, wow, look at how far what the advancement is with the Badgers. But I'm with Grant. I think Ohio State and another loss is probably somewhere in there a two-loss season. But that would still win you the West, you would assume. So a two-loss season would win you the West, put you right back in the uh, Big Ten championship game, and you're either going to be facing Michigan, Penn State, or Ohio State most likely, most likely Ohio State. And then, now think of this, though, you will have already had a look at Ohio State, and maybe you just out-coach Ryan. Because I don't think Ryan Day is good under pressure. I think Ryan Day is good with gathering talent and his coordinators are very good but i don't think he's good in certain situations you saw that down the stretch in that game against georgia in the final four this past year he's just not that good he's done it in back-to-back years and he's never beaten he has not been able to beat harbaugh ryan day has sucked against michigan so and this year they go back to the big house so you may not even have to worry about ohio state in a big 10 championship game but I still think I'm kind of of the same thought that you're at least going to get one of those quirky, weird losses, and then Ohio State. So minimum of a two-loss season. I don't think you want to go more than three losses. Otherwise, you would start to go, oh, boy, you know why? Why is this not you know working out the way you were hoping it was going to work out?" It depends on how you lose, of course, but you know what I'm saying. So, I uh, I still think probably a two-loss season. For the Badgers, which would still put them into the Big Ten championship game, most likely. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free. Um, what else do we have here for you? Um, Let's see here. This is, uh, who's this from? This is from Scott. Scott says, hey, Bill. Um, when do you believe Woodruff would come back if Miley's elbow issue is merely just a strain or soreness and he's able to come back and Woodruff with Burns pitching the way he's pitching, do we then look at this rotation as being the best in baseball? It, with Burns, Peralta, Miley, and and Woodruff? Absolutely. If Now, again, if name-wise, yeah, for what it is, the capability of, of, of the what's and ifs. But if, if they don't pitch well, then no, it's, it doesn't matter. But if you get Woodruff back, and he's feeling really good and healthy, the, t- the rest has, has done him a world of good, and he's got fresh legs and arms, as he should have. Same thing with Miley. Miley comes back and goes, okay, it just was a little bit of soreness. Maybe I got off to a faster start than I wanted to, blah, blah, blah. And the inflammation is gone, and they figured it out. And between Peralta and Burnt, yeah, Absolutely. I I mean, I would be giddy down the stretch, especially if they get a bat or two, you know, if they fortify, say the first base position and say either right field or third base or DH, whatever, you know, you're sitting there watching these guys go, okay, maybe you get a Kesson here that gets called up. You just solidify your first baseman through a trade and maybe another bat. Oh my God. Yeah. You'd have to say the Brewers went from being a question mark. And even though they're a division leader, they were still a question mark to a shoe in to win the division. And now really put it together pitching-wise and defensively to to be viable in the postseason. So, yeah, I'd have to look in that direction. 877-867-1670, 867 1670 When we come back, A.J. Bioport is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him a little bit more about this stadium issue with the Milwaukee Brewers. He was up close and personal to the Common Council in uh, Milwaukee, and I want to get his thoughts as to what he felt Some of these older people were saying whether or not there's give there or if it's just posturing, as I believe it is. We'll get into all of that when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our buddy John Attlee and the gang of the water doctors. Now, I've been telling you about the Connecticut Water Softening System for a long time, and I think it's one of the best. I I believe it's the best. I've had others in my homes. This is by far the best, by far the best. But they also put their money where their mouth is when it comes to philanthropic stuff and veterans and military causes. They have stepped up, and they're they're really helping us out when it comes to the motorcycle ride. And I can't say enough about them. Anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, call John for the best water softening system out there, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Or if you just want to call them up and say, hey, way to go, when it comes to uh, sponsoring the motorcycle ride and the end of the ride, and a lot of the stuff, the, uh, incurring a lot of the expense. So that way, all of the money that's that's made on the ride goes into the house. 100% of the money that's made goes into the house. Everything else is donated. They're a big part of that. Thanks to John Antley and the gang at the Water Doctors. Go to h2odoctors.com, h2odoctors.com, or call them 262 549 7733. Talking stadium of money when we come back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show Converted Barbecue. They actually had a uh, display the other night for the uh, Cream Puff 5K over at the Bud Pavilion and had a chance to catch up with them. People coming over and just enjoying the product and buying the bottles of barbecue sauce and the hot sauce and the rubs and everything. It's just uh, they're great guys, but they are veteran owned. They're right here in the state of Wisconsin. They're, their business has started from just a backyard business and grown into a full distribution center, warehouse, the whole thing. One of the best veteran-owned companies in the country, and they just happen to be in Racine, Wisconsin. It's just such a great story, and uh, keep supporting them. If you're a barbecue lover and somebody who grills out and, you know, steaks and meats and all that kind of good stuff and hot sauces, they've got it all. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Again, BurnPitBBQ.com. Go ahead and give a shout uh, again. burnpitbbq.com. Um, we are going to get uh, AJ on the uh, on the phone with us. Coming up here momentarily. Um, we're gonna you know attempt to get him anyway. Maybe I uh, threw the uh, the wrong phone number out uh, to to Grant, but uh, I I believe that is the number. So we uh we hope to get him on the air. I'm checking soon. with another one of my sources close to the situation just to make sure we
1: have the right number. He maybe is maybe he's reporting on some breaking story. Maybe he turned his phone Could off be. in the
0: meantime, but I'm gonna get him. I'll get him on. There you go. Maybe, maybe he he's on a story somewhere. But, uh, but maybe weird, some no, like- eldermen
1: in Milwaukee are saying no tax money for another public project and he needs to report on that in the meantime.
0: Who knows? Um he just texted me. Oh, huh. will text me. Give him, waiting,
1: so. give him the number. Have him call us. Yeah, I don't know why this isn't going through. Huh. Tried him a couple of times.
0: So we we uh, we should be getting him on the air. Coming up here momentarily. Um. So uh, see what see what happens here. So he's uh, give me a different phone number. So we'll we'll get him on. But he's the guy that was actually at the uh, with the altar people. Uh, talking about the stadium deal and the appropriation of money uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers and how some people on the Common Council have said, absolutely not, we're not doing it, which I find interesting because we talked about it yesterday, the five-county area, Milwaukee specifically, is what benefits directly from all of this, from the Brewers. So we'll uh, we'll chat with him coming up here in just a minute. Uh, 877-867-1670, always the phone number to get a hold of us if you want to do so. Uh, Mark quickly says, uh, well, Mark wants to know, he said, I'm extremely interested to see who does not want to pay the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, like you said, Bill, most of them are just yelling and screaming, so we hear them, so we reelect them, so their names are out there, when in reality they would never toy with getting rid of a Milwaukee franchise just because they want to win a seat on the common council which again i understand that that's what i've said all along that's what i've said all along uh we got aj let's let's get aj on with us aj how you doing today hey bill sorry about the uh the phone mix up there but uh no that's, that's okay the, uh, thanks for having me no, we're glad to have you. So you were the guy, man, that had uh, some of the quotes and the information regarding the uh, the stadium deal or the lack thereof right now. So give me first of all, give me you had a chance to talk with some people in the common council that said absolutely not, we're not doing this. And my question always is, the Brewers, they can say okay, we'll talk to you later. Nobody wants to lose the brewers on their watch. I mean, especially the city of Milwaukee has to understand how much money comes in to the city because of the Milwaukee brewers. What would be the reasoning for them to say, look, we don't want any part of repairing uh, American family field?
2: Well, from the city's perspective, and, and these are five alders who, you know, released a statement earlier this week saying, "Look, we don't think that the city should be on the hook for any future repairs." Their attitude is, the brewer, the brewers are a private organization; they can pay for this the way, you know, they may they made the comparison to how you or I would if we had some sort of capital need for a house or car repair. You either save your money and pay for things as you can or you, you know, put it on credit. So that's where they're coming from. One caveat that I would give there um, for anyone listening is we just went through the situation with the Milwaukee sales tax. And before that vote, seven members of the common council issued a statement saying, we don't like a lot of the things that are attached to this bill. It's bad, it's overreaching. But in the end, four of those seven ended up voting on the sales tax. So, you know, just because someone says right now, hey, we're not going to give a dime of money to the brewers doesn't mean that at least some of those members of the council would eventually vote for it. Uh, The question of how much money a professional sports team generates for a city and a community, that is subject to lots of debate uh, among economists. I, I just talked to guys a couple months ago who did a study looking at The minor league ballpark in Worcester and Truist Park in Cobb County that opened just a couple years ago for the Braves and they said that you know these economic benefits that were touted for the community didn't quite come in at that same level so you know the Brewers and or more specifically a group that's advocating for the community to step up to find a way to put the money together for them and and make these repairs now and get it done they use 2.5 billion dollars that's the figure they say Um, How much of that would be lost from the economy is the question, because what the economists say is, look, a lot of that money would just be spent somewhere else. If you didn't have the baseball stadium to go to, you would do something else. You would go bowling. You would go to restaurants more often. People would still have their disposable income, and they wouldn't necessarily squirrel more of it away. They would just spend it elsewhere. Um, what you can't deny is numbers from the State Department of Revenue that they've collected about $10 million a year over the last 10 years in salary off the, the income tax on the salaries of MLB personnel, whether it's the Brewers or visiting players who come into Milwaukee. Their state income taxes are prorated based on how much of the season they played in those visiting cities. So that $10 million is a real figure. That's money that absolutely would go away. And because of that, you know whether it's the governor's office whether it's the mayor's office, whether it's the legislative leaders at the state capitol, no one wants the brewers to go away. And that's why at this stage, you know, despite the statements we've seen so far, I would still say it's unlikely that eventually there's not, you know, some sort of deal. I, I would say it's far more likely than not that eventually there's going to be some sort of agreement. It's just going to be a question of what that looks like, because right now the sides are, are kind of far apart on what that deal looks like.
0: See, I, I 100% agree. It's, it's a lot of pontification. It's a lot of posturing. Look at me. I'm fighting for you. And it's all a giant steaming pant load of crap because there's no way in hell you are going to let this franchise, first of all, leave. And secondly, allow American fam- Family Field to become a giant green paperweight. It, it's just it's not going to happen. And, it, you know, the, the other aspect, you can talk about the commonality of saying, hey, if your car breaks down, put it on your credit card. But if my car breaks down and I want to leave it in the middle of the road because I got enough money to go somewhere else because another state is looking to buy me a car and a house and everything else that goes along with it, see you later. You know, they don't take that into account. That's a, that's a horrible apples to oranges uh, description because the brewers don't have to. And and first of all, they don't own the stadium. They lease the stadium. And that's the other thing that, that when, when they give this type of an example, it's like if I lease the car. And it breaks down. I take it back to the dealership and say, hey, the car that I'm leasing from you just broke down. You better fix it. That's the way leases work. So it's a horrific example of, of idiocy when it comes to, well, this we're going to try to put it into a common factor to rile up the common person to say, well, i got to pay for my car to get fixed. You should pay for your stadium. But if I don't own the car, I'm not paying for the car to get fixed. You know what I mean?
2: Well, and here's what's interesting about the ownership situation in the stadium. So it's owned and operated technically by the stadium board, which was created by the state legislature in that 1995 vote that paved the way for, you know, what was then called Miller Park to be constructed. So you have the stadium board. It has representatives from each of the five counties that originally went into the sales tax that, that had largely paid for the stadium and all the maintenance through 2020 when that sales tax expired. But now you have the situation where there's a shortfall. So the sales tax only has you know, the, the collections from that five county sales tax has, you know, fewer than a hundred million dollars left. The Brewers and a study commissioned by the governor's office both are saying, look, the, the number of repairs needed through twenty forty is about four hundred million dollars. So we got to figure out where this money's coming from. No one has an appetite to restart this five county sales tax. So you have this stadium board that is still operating they're still, you know, kind of controlling what happens at the stadium, but they currently don't have a mechanism to bring in the money to pay for that. So, you know, that's where we're at right now, Bill. It's just a question of under this stadium district, where are they going to generate that money from? And right now there's a, there's a couple different options on the table. The governor's office has proposed in this past budget, putting up about $300 million. The state went into this budget cycle with about a $7 billion surplus. So their position was let's take $300 million of those dollars put that into the stadium district that will accrue interest over time. We'll have it a deal with the brewers that extends their lease. So they would be staying in Milwaukee through at least 2043 that 300 million would accrue enough interest. And we pay for it that way. The Republican leadership in the legislature didn't like that because they said, look, don't make the state as a whole pay for it. The city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County should have to pay some of this too. That's the fund. That's the fundamental disagreement here. The legislative leaders want the city and county to have a little bit more skin in the game as opposed to just an overall state payment. The County board voted unanimously earlier this year, that they don't want to put any more money into the stadium. And now you have the same saber rattling from the common council. So that's where things stand currently.
0: So let me ask you this, with those uh, economic studies, do, and I can say that, you know, okay, if people aren't going to be going to the bars and restaurants in Milwaukee, maybe they spend that money elsewhere within the state of Wisconsin, that I can understand. Does it take into account the amount of visitors that come from out of town, say Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Chicago, Minnesota, that come into town, that spend the money at the hotel, spend the money at the restaurant, spend the money ancillary-wise around the area, because those people are certainly not coming to Milwaukee if there's nothing to see here. You know what I mean? Right. You
2: have the visitors, which it, it's tough to directly account for that. But certainly there, there is a segment of people who go to the stadium, who go to Brewers games, fans of visiting teams uh, specifically, that would not be making that trip into Milwaukee if not for baseball. Just, you know, how much money they generate. Uh, I haven't seen any studies that look at that specifically, you know, focusing on visiting teams. But what the economists say when I do ask about, well, what about, you know, some of the value that you can't necessarily put your thumb on, you know, some of the intangible benefits, the exposure that comes from having a big league city, you know, a big league team in your city, you know, can you put an accurate dollar amount on how much it meant for Milwaukee when the Bucks two years ago were making their run to an NBA championship and ABC is showing cutaway shots up the Milwaukee River and those right. incredible skyline cameras of a packed near district—I mean, you can try to put a dollar amount on that. It's hard to, though. But it, what economists say there is, yeah, that's real. Those intangible benefits—they are real. They just caution against the idea of it's an investment. You know, Commissioner Rob Manfred, when he was at the ballpark and we talked to him back in May, he used the term investment. That's where economists kind of get their dander up. They—they they don't like the idea. They say their years of research reject the idea that it's an investment and that whatever hundreds of millions of dollars the public puts into professional sports facilities, it does not make that much money back in tax revenue. So it's not necessarily an investment. It's more so something that you're paying for because you think that there's value down the line in having that team. So that's their position on that. And it's, it's hard to say how much money you make, you know, can you attract a business, you know, but especially with how international pro sports are, that's what proponents would say, you know, the exposure, you know, say, in china you know from having the bucks going to the nba finals for the brewers you know tapping into you know the japanese market are you potentially attracting business investments you know thinking big picture those are the types of things that it's hard to put your thumb on but if you're a proponent those are the types of things that that you're saying
0: here's the other question i would have for any economist out there show me a team that left like the seattle supersonics and seattle why then is seattle so desperate to get a team back if it makes so much financial sense not to pay for those teams, why are they so desperate to get a team back? You know what I mean?
2: Right, and that that is one of the key questions for them. And I think again, is it so much that they want a team back because it will generate so much more money for them? You know, maybe. But what economists say is, it's more so that you take pride in that. It, it, it's a source right. of civic pride. It's something that you think is. It's a value add in that you think you can sell this when trying to attract people to your city, but also just saying, you know, for instance, a lot of us just like going to the game. Yeah, sure, there's stuff that we would do if there weren't the Brewers in town, but it's fun. We like tailgating. We like riding the shuttle from, you know, one of the suburbs or somewhere else in the city. It's a fun thing to do. It's a tradition. It's something that you pass down from generation to generation. And for a lot of people, I would imagine their position is. Okay, if we don't necessarily end up turning a profit on it, tax revenue, that's okay too because I think that that's a worthwhile use of my tax money because this is something that I like doing and it's something that I think we can help, you know, it's something that we can all take pride in as a community. Right.
0: Right. No doubt. Good stuff. AJ, appreciate it, man, and as uh, things continue to progress, we'll touch base again, okay? All right. Happy to join you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks so much. There you go. That's uh, AJ Bayport, Bayport. Uh, Beaport. uh, and he, uh, he had his pulse, uh, the finger on the pulse of all of this from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. And I wanted to get him on because he, he was the guy that sat down with some of these people and took the press release and started to talk to them. And I wanted to get his thoughts and, and it, it is a fascinating story. And like I've said, you have, you, you and I sit here every day and you and I get pissed off when owners of major sports teams get tax dollars to save the teams, to build them things that they could probably pay for themselves. Okay. We all get pissed. We all do. Nobody wants to pay more taxes. Nobody wants more sales tax. Nobody wants, wants more state tax. Nobody, everybody wants theirs. And instead we're paying it to this, right? I get it. I'm with you. My my antagonism level goes way up when we start talking about stuff like this. Okay? But in reality, which is where you and I have to live, in reality, you have a choice to make. If you if it was solely up to you, yes or no? You have to understand what it's like to live without. And every city that has lost a major sports franchise because of economics, it's not worth it. We don't want them. Look at Oakland right now and how fans and people are pissed because they lost the Raiders. And now they're pissed at at the Common Council they're about to lose the A's. Fans want them. They 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 want them. They're mad at ownership. They're mad. You know, there's a lot of angry feelings, but they want them. They don't want to lose them. Look at Seattle. Seattle's got a football team. They got the Kraken. They got all that. But they want a basketball. They want an NBA team back. They're desperate for an NBA team. Economically, it didn't make sense for them to build this big new arena and give them everything they wanted. But they said, to hell with it. We'll talk to you later. And then when they lost them, they went, oh, crap. And now they're desperate to get a team back. St. Louis has lost not one, but two NFL franchises. The second time they lost the Rams, that was more the owner of the Rams. But nevertheless, screw you. Get out of here. We don't need you. And now they're desperate to get an NFL team back. You know? So... If it's such a horrible economic thing, then why are these cities desperate to get these teams back when they lose them? Because they realize their mistake. And you would take a longtime franchise like the Milwaukee Brewers, over $400 million. When stadiums are being built now for $1.5, $2 billion, $400 million, and you're going to say, get the hell out of here. You've got to look at the reality of things. You gotta look at the reality of things. Just as he had stated, the ten million dollars just in income revenue, just ten million bucks in income revenue. That's first you lose. And then any out-of-town visitation. And then you don't know what being a big league city means to incoming business when you have the ability to hit your wagon, your advertising wagon, your marketing wagon, your your entertainment wagon. Because that's what companies look for. They look for ways to entertain possible clients, whether it's going to Bucks games, Brewers games, whatever. You don't, you have no idea what it means to lose all of that and then to have a, team, have, a, have a company look in your own backyard. Honda wanted to come here. Governor Doyle wouldn't give them the land. I drive past it every time I go down 74 heading back towards Cincinnati when I go back to see my kids. That plant is massive, massive down there. Doyle didn't want it. No, I'll get out of here. So they said, okay, to hell with you. We're going to go down to Indianapolis. Why? One, cheap. Two, they had the Colts. They had the Colts. They had the Colts and the Pacers. We can entertain here. That's fine. For the entire eight-month span, we can entertain. And then right down the street, they built a horse track in Indiana Live, which grew after that. They still have the Indianapolis Indians down there. They've got the Speedway. They said, "The hell with it. There's enough entertainment down here. We can entertain down here. We don't have to go to Wisconsin if Doyle doesn't want to pay it. And, But that's why they went there. Cheap and entertainment value to entertain customers. That was two of the attractive qualities of why they went to Indiana rather than coming to Wisconsin. So... It's, it's what sometimes you don't know what you've lost because you don't know who was looking over the fence to come in and give you something. And that's another side of this that economics and the economists don't get. They just look at the hard numbers. They, they don't have the ability to see what might have been or what could have been or why something didn't happen. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael show now. say thanks to our friends at Buzzard Billy's and the Starlight Lounge on Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And that big 1860s brick hotel right there on Pearl Street. Beautiful place. Buzzard Billy's. Awesome food. Good fish fry, too. If you're looking for a Friday night fish fry. Starlight Lounge. Excellent martinis upstairs. I recommend the Snickers martini. So good. I can second that. I
1: recommend a couple of them, actually.
0: Yes. They have a mint martini that is really good. They've got a double chocolate martini that's really good. Um, and they serve beers and stuff upstairs, too. But uh, the Starlight Lounge, both of them, just both places, awesome, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Buzzer Billy's, Starlight Lounge, Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Stop in, tell them we said hi. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877 877-867. 867 1670 if you want to find us uh, feel free i know we got to take a break uh, coming up here momentarily because we were running woefully late in the last one um the uh it, it's interesting whenever you get into the monetary aspect of things how people get you know up in arms over all of this um the and i'm just kind of reading through some of this stuff um it's it's and skinny from madison you're probably more right than most on here um and it's the fact that you talk, the one thing you cannot put a money owned uh number 2 is the community aspect of it you know um Will says city-owned franchises like Green Bay and sales tax is acceptable, but the rich owners are making money on the backs of the taxpayers. It's their job to set money aside for maintenance as a part of the operational costs. They do. And other things have been done to the stadium. Other things have been done to American Family Fields of Phoenix, out of the pocket of the owners. They have. It has been. I know that. Not. They don't have to take care of every expense if they don't own the ballpark. It's 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 just a fact of life. I mean, you can say what you want. You can get up in arms. You can you can say, "Damn it, Mark Antanasio should be paying this. He should be doing this." This you know, okay. But the bottom line is, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. So, again, if if, you know, and somebody brought up the fact that American Family Insurance was paying so many millions a year. Yeah, it's it's twenty million versus two hundred million. It, it's not a, a lot of that money goes into the operation of the actual franchise, not the operation of the stadium. It is what's called a sponsorship deal. It is a naming rights deal. It's not a hey, we're going to take care of your stadium for you. We're going to foot the bill. It's it's two hundred million versus twenty million. It's it's just apples and or oranges. Um, and that's just the way that's just the way it is. Um, so anyway, um, it, it it's, um, you know, another one said if the brewers or any other private owned team get public help with tax, they should, uh, get it back in profits like the tribe members and the reservations get from the casinos, which is a whole other thing. Um, uh, your, they consider your benefit to be the fact that you have the community around this particular franchise doing this particular thing it just is i don't know what else to tell you it's just it's a different animal it just is and you may not like it you may not understand it but (laughs) they don't have to you know they don't have to they have the ability to say hey if certain things aren't done we can move we can get out of the lease that's the way it's set up So, uh, I know we're late for a break. Uh, We got to get back to it. So, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Been
0: shot. Welcome back. Been Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Rocking on. Hey, uh, I got to say, somebody, if you're coming to town, or maybe you're already in town, Milwaukee area, speaking of uh, the ancillary dollars, uh, before or after the Brewers game, I'm telling you, 838 Old World 3rd Street, that's where you got to go. Call it club. Best Italian food you're going to stuff in your grill. Ooh. So good. You ever been down there, Grant? You you come to Milwaukee quite often. You ever been there?
1: I'm in Milwaukee a ton. I have been to the Calderon Club. I went there with my mother before a Bucks game. It was a couple of years ago. And it was delicious. Yeah. And it was because I've heard you talk about it so many times. It's like, let's go check that place out. It was great. It is
0: awesome. And uh now the next time you're here, you gotta let me know, and then we'll hook you up down there with uh the dish. The, the dish di- the Bill Michaels dish. The dish. Okay. Yes you got to ask Alex for it. Alex or Gino. They both know it. Okay. So you go and you order the Bill Michaels at Calderon Club or the pizza over at San Giorgio. San Giorgio, I like the Bill Michaels pizza, don't get me wrong, but the San Giorgio pizza is really good. That's the one where they put basil and everything on it and egg in the middle of it. Ooh. It's, oh my God, it's so good. Just, it's different pizza, but both places you can't go wrong.
1: I need to learn more about the finer things from you, whether it's
0: cigars or Italian food. Oh. Now, Italian food, I rock. Um, I grew up in a, a five-star <laughs> Italian restaurant, so uh, I was bussing tables at the age of 10. So, yeah, I, I knew all about Italian restaurants and bar life and restaurant life. That was back in the day when you had the uh, the waitresses uh, used to have the big beehive hairdos, and they'd sit at a back table playing cards and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> You know, in the restaurant back, back in, the day. in the glory days. And then I would have the the, the the big apron on that came all the way down to my knees at the time in the big tub, and I'd be out there, you know, scraping spaghetti and all that stuff, throwing new tablecloths. Or my uncle, his restaurant actually had the vinyl red and white checkered cloth tablecloth. So you'd wipe it off. You didn't have to, you know, clean it the way you do today, where you just tore off the butcher block paper and put a new one on or whatever. But, uh, and then you had to change the candle because he had the wine bottles with the candles. With the wax all over the wine bottles, mm-hmm. that was his. That was the the his style, and uh, it was so cool. So anyway, uh, but yeah, Calderon Club downtown Milwaukee, and if you're looking for a better place to go, I couldn't even tell you one for Italian food. That that place is that place is the bomb, the bomb. By the way, I had a, a, a emailer over, and not an emailer, but somebody on the live stream said, uh, what if you're going to order over at uh, over at Buzzer Billy's? What are you going to get? I, I'm telling you right now, the pepper jack cheese bites. There you go. The bacon-wrapped uh, sausage is really good too. Uh, they've got good wings, believe it or not. Uh, but the seafood gumbo—you don't eat it; you stick a body part in it, hope for the best. It's just that good, uh, so that's another way to go. And they have a seafood fettuccine that is really good too. It's a seafood fettuccine, and then there's some other stuff. There's some there's some traditional like the what they call the Creole dinners. The Cajun uh, the Cajun combo is is just awesome. Uh, I love it. I love Cajun stuff, so that, that's that's kind of my way to go. But uh, you can't go wrong over there. But the, the pepper jack cheese bites to start off your meal and the armadillo eggs, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, uh, the bacon wrapped, it's like uh, chicken tenders with jalapenos and pepper jack cheese, and it's wrapped in bacon. And, yeah, you don't even, you know, yeah, you just tuck that stuff in your pants and you leave. It's that good. So sorry if I'm making you hungry. 877 867 1670. We've got another hour yet to go. Coming up in the next hour, we obviously are going to have what do we miss? Uh, do we have buy or sell today? By the way. So I had some questions for buy or sell
1: yesterday. We never got to it. So I did it with a caller on my show on my show last night. If you want to do more
0: buy or sell, I can cook some. up. We can do that. We can do that. Uh, We got our buddy uh, Brad Spielberger who is going to be joining us. Uh, We'll hear from him. Uh, If you missed it in the first hour, you're going to hear from him uh, coming up in this hour as well. So, we're looking forward to that. Talk a little NFC North football. If you've been here for all four hours, kudos to you. You can take a long bathroom break. But, yeah, we got that coming up, too, this hour. We're not done. It's a Friday edition. It's beautiful outside. The birds are chirping. The heat is here. Sun is out. Hell, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up. It's coming up right after this.